Thanks, Suzanne. I, I, I kind of feel like uh, what I was going to speak about has been already spoken about. <laughs> and um, yeah, so let's turn to First um, Thessalonians 5, 12 to um, 22. I wanted to uh, let everyone know too that um, Forrest and Mandy and Lucy are dear children and grandchild that are, that are have been living in Nepal were able to get a flight out of Kathmandu. There was no flights coming out of Kathmandu. And um, they were able to get one, which is really good because uh, Mandy is expecting their second child. And we were really concerned about not, you know, having them or having her deliver a baby in, in Nepal. So, um, so anyways, I think they're in Atlanta right now. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to be going to Kansas City to visit his parents. And then they're going to be coming up to Canada. So now another, a couple of prayer things would be number one, number one for them to get across the border. <laughs> and number two, for a doctor here for Amanda. So um, that would be, those are, those are on my heart as a father. Uh, so good to spend time with you here. Thanks, Suzanne, so much for for uh, leading worship, and it was powerful. I just feel like we could rest in that, uh, you are worthy of it all. We could just, like, I should have written that, <laughs> or we should have written that, right? I know. <laughs> oh, it's so good. So, um... So Thessalonians here, 1 Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians, this is one of the first books, apparently, that Paul may have penned um, letters to uh, when he started his ministry. Um, he, him and I think, I think it was Barnabas or something like that, they went to Thessalonica and they, um, so they planted a church Either some scholars say it's either in, in they spent three months there or three weeks. So imagine going to a town and and planting a church in three weeks. <laughs> and then what are you gonna? So then what are you going to say to the people? What's important for them to know? Right. So that's the context, sort of of what of of where Paul is coming from here. And I felt like at the end here. I uh, a couple of weeks ago I got to speak at Yarrow Mennonite Brethren Church too, and I was in uh, chapter four, verse um, uh, about the resurrection. We do not. Paul says we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the resurrection of the dead. And um, so in this one, he's like, so verse twelve. Now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to igno- uh, so he's here's a bunch of final instructions to them. Right. If you want to know how to live out your faith, here's some here's some things to do. And then also, I hear this. I, I myself included. Uh, I I hear people say, "What is God's will for my life today?" So they're asking, they're asking this question: What 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 does God want me to do specifically? And he comes back and goes, "This is who I want you to be." Because if you if you are 
what he wants you to be, then you'll do what he wants you to do. Right? So verse 12, we ask you, brothers and sisters, to first of all, to acknowledge those who work hard among you, who care for you in the Lord and admonish you. So I just want to encourage um, uh, Bruce here and Suzanne and, and lots of other people here with what you do. Thank you. Um, Sue Martin, Suzanne, leading worship, Richard, all the different leaders here, all the, all the people who serve. Thank you for everything that you do. And, uh, you know, Lorraine doing the <laughs> putting up, putting up with me with PowerPoint <laughs> <laughs> when we're leading, <laughs> leading worship, um, all the different facets of this, of this little church we're involved in. Thank you for everything that you do. And, and, and you, and, you know, talking about doing the neonatal unit and going in and doing these things. Thank you for that. Um, and Paul says this, hold them in the highest regard in love because of their work. Uh, and then he goes, he starts with more. So these instructions live in peace with each other. There's another instruction, live in peace with each other. We need to learn how to do that today. In our world today, there's a, there's a, there's a massive spirit of disunity in the whole world. It's come to divide everybody and to conquer and to do and to destroy. The enemy has unleashed some things in the world, but but God goes, oh yeah, well I've got a plan for that. Right through the blood of Christ, through the resurrection, he 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 died and rose again. That that we can be at peace with each other. Um. And Paul says this, verse 14, And I urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive. Encourage the disheartened. Help the weak. Be patient with everyone. So does anyone else besides me struggle with that? Be patient with everyone. <laughs> but by the way, when Paul teaches these things, you got to remember that he was a human being and he wasn't always patient. Does anyone remember the story of him and Barnabas and all the stuff that happened and, and John Mark? So just because Paul, so as he says these, he's, he's teaching, this is like spiritual formation, right? He's teaching these things for us. Here's some things that we need to know. If you want to serve Jesus, here's some things that we need to do, right? Um, so just because Paul wasn't perfect doesn't mean that he can't teach on these things. It's very important as we as we teach and encourage and admonish each other, we're practicing these things, right? So as a musician, it, it, it's the same. As a musician, if I don't <clears throat> if I don't continue to practice my instrument and i don't know if you know this as well but both sue and i my lovely uh, wife behind me here in the peanut gallery is yeah. uh <laughs> we are both taking we have a vocal coach now the same vocal coach so we're taking voice lessons that's how you get better 
you got to practice. So same, so that in the same way with our faith, we practice our faith by living it out and doing, doing the good things that we know to do each day. What's, what's Bruce saying there? I, I can see him saying something. <laughs> we need, we, we need to, we need to also give grace to each other in this time. Um, something that someone said to me, uh, it was last year, like who would have thought that we would, that we would be a whole year or more in this and we're still not out of it. But here we are, like, I, I believe that, that, that in, in, in some ways God has done a, a major, he's doing a major reset in the church around the world in order to teach us again what is important right scripture reading worship communion fellowship all these things right and the holy spirit has no problem with technology he can minister over technology, no problem. I've been doing I've been doing a Zoom meeting with lots of different people, but Zoom meetings uh, with a with a with a church. One of the groups is with a church down in Cabo San Lucas. It's actually San Jose del Cabo. I'm I'm, I'm learning Spanish. I'm taking a, a, a with Duolingo. I'm uh, yeah. I'm learning Spanish. Yeah, yeah. It's a slow process, <laughs> but I'm learning. So, so we're making the best of a very difficult situation. And we have to remember too that um, we've had, uh, a, a lot of us are carrying 85 to 90% stress in our lives. And so a 10% episode can push us right over the edge. And so you're seeing people's behavior. Um, you're seeing these things happen around the world because there's a lot of people are carrying a lot of stress. And, and so we can be, as Christians, we can be agents of peace and change. But that doesn't mean you have to be perfect. Because we never will be. I mean, we're, we're perfect in Jesus, but we're, we're, we're practicing our faith. We're working it out. Right? And it, and it takes steps of faith to do that. Um, so, help the weak be patient with everyone. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong but always strive to do it as good for each other and for everyone else that is so hard not to pay back wrong for wrong ah oh. here's another way of saying it graham cook says it this way do not don't pick up the spears that have been thrown at you don't 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 throw the same spears oh no bad things happen to us too and we need to learn how to we need to learn how to weather the storms um yeah do, do uh, don't don't pay back wrong for wrong we got to practice that and then paul says this this really really struck me verse 16 rejoice always pray continually give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So if you want to know what God's will for you is today, here it is. Number 1, rejoice always. Number 2, pray continually, and number 3, give thanks in all circumstances.
Is any of that easy? It's difficult, isn't it? So if you're asking me, if someone asks me today, what's God's will for my life? I'll be like, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. Do you see there too, thanks in the circumstances, but not for the circumstances. It's very, that's a very important distinction. Because there's some things that happen to us that are so hard. But in the midst of it, God is good. And I don't understand why all these things happen. I really don't. I went to Bible college and serving the Lord for a long time. And I think I know less now than I did when I was in Bible college. <laughs> so, um, and then verse 19, do not quench the spirit. I love this. Do not put out the spirit's fire. Do not treat prophecies with contempt, but, but test them all. Hold on to what is good. Reject every kind of evil. So, so these are some final instructions from Paul. And if you want to know how to practice, like as a Christian, if there's some things that you need to do, here's some things. It's very, very, very simple, very straightforward, very difficult to do them, but very straightforward. So I offer these to you today as a way that we can practice these things. We can live out our faith before people in such a way as to bring glory to God, right? So does anybody, how do you interact with this? What do you think about these things? Maybe one or two more here. What are you, what are you all thinking? Be at peace with everyone. <laughs> wow. Here's some <laughs> Michelle. She's pointing at Kevin. <laughs> oh. I thank you, Brian, uh, for your words this morning. And I think what came to me at first was the idea of always wanting to be in God's will. You know, and then you think of the idea like Gideon did a police. So he put out something and said, God, you know, show me your will by this fleece. And that's in, you know, the Old Testament. And we do that too. But you've made it just so much easier and clearer to understand God's will by doing these things that God through Paul has told us is God's will. Yes. So by doing these things that are God's will, we are answering that question, God, what is your will for me? And it's just so much easier to follow those simple instructions than to put out a fleece and wonder, does this, is this real God? And then I have to do like Gideon a second fleece just in case it was like a coincidence, you know, so much uncertainty in that. 
but in the word and the way that you presented it, there's so much certainty in just doing what God has told us is his will for us. Like rejoice yeah, that's, that's, your things. Yeah. That that's where I'm that that's exactly where I was going was, you know, because a lot of people will say to me, What's God's will for my life? You know, does he want me to to do this or that? Am I supposed to marry this certain person? And I'm like, well, when it comes to marriage, if some guy comes up to you and says, it's God, God's will for me to marry you, go and talk to their father first and, you know, their dad, and then we'll, we'll go from there. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it is, it's, it, 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 it gets very simple. And then there, there are ways like <clears throat> to make decisions, right? Um, Colossians 3.15, let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. Right. If you don't have peace about something like peace is a very important door to walk through. Right. There's many times when I've when I've had a decision to make and I and I didn't exactly have peace about it. And I just thought, well, I'm just going to pound on that door and make it open. How, how do you think that went? <laughs> Not good. But as I as I learn to to trust the peace of Christ, and then he also says this in Colossians uh, three seventeen, I think, let the words of Christ dwell in you richly, right? So as it's the same thing as you as we do these things, we're gonna see His will uh, lived out in our life. It's much different than than trying to figure out like you know, by our own strength, what's God's will for my life? Oh, yeah, give thanks always. Pray, pray without ceasing, you know, and that doesn't mean that you, you know, praying, just like we're talking right now, you talk to God, it's just this attitude of prayer throughout the day. You take things to him and here, here I am, God, come and, you know, and I, I find one of the, one of the good prayer disciplines for me is the Jesus prayer. And I don't know if you know that one, it's very, very simple. It's an old Orthodox prayer. I use it all the time throughout the day. And it goes like this, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Okay, and you can, you can put whatever you want in at the end. Uh, you know, have mercy on me, a child of God, whatever, whatever it is, right? But when, when the enemy is really, you know, pounding on me, that, that, that's a good place, like, Father, I need help. I, I acknowledge who you are. I need your help. I'm coming in humility. That's powerful. I like what you said, Brian, about um, he tells us who to be. And then if we, if we are that, we'll be doing what he wants. Yeah, and there are decisions that we have to make and we can we can consult with each other and we can learn how to let peace be our umpire and everything and but still it's it's about building it's spiritual formation. It's what it is. It's 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 being formed into the image of Christ. These are this, this is very easy to talk about these things. It's very painful to walk it out. So Yeah, go ahead. I like verse I like verse 18. And everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. I like how that it says concerning you. If we praise the Lord, give thanks for everything, 
it just makes our hearts so much more grateful. So things aren't going very good in your life at this moment. Then you start praising the Lord and things just seem to get better when you start saying, Lord, I thank you for the roof over my head. I thank you for the meals that I have. I don't go hungry. And with Bill and I serving people in the community, we've got a couple right now that are homeless. They're sleeping in their vehicle. So we go by and bring them food. And they're grateful. You know, we're so grateful. We've We've got a roof over our head. It doesn't matter if you live in a tent. It doesn't matter if you live in this big fancy house or fifth wheel. It just matters on where your heart is to serve, to love, to be thankful. And I just read this as you were reading it to us. It says, Christ in God, in Christ Jesus concerning you. What are we doing? Are we thankful for everything that we've been given? We've been given so much. And I just want to thank the Lord for that. Great testimony. Thanks for what I like to say that I find many times that churches across the the world all seem to want to work inward rather than outward. Now, there's always a few that do work outward and do a lot of good things in the, you know, through what Lord has blessed them to do. But there's a lot of churches more percentage of churches that work way too much inward and worry about their own programs, their own agendas within a church, etc. But uh, I, God wants us to move out and start dealing outside of the church and not be inward. And he wants us to be able to be fearless in what we do. <laughs> And sometimes trying to deal with the fear factor is a real challenge. But what I found, and I've had to deal with a lot of fear factors in my life, and especially public speaking was one of them, I had to learn how to get past that fear. Once you get past the fear, it's not a problem. And the only thing I could do was read that scripture in, in Timothy. I think it's 2 Timothy 1 7. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Well, those three values right there cancel out fear. Love, power, and sound mind. They cancel out the fear. When you trust in those things, you no longer have the fear problem to either go and speak in front of people or go do a, a job for the Lord. It takes you through the whole whole realm of things that come try to come against you and uh i just now where i'm at is i know the lord's going to take care of me through it all he's he supplied me the mercy and grace in too many areas of my life to realize that why should i worry about it just if god wants me to do it go do it that's the way i am so anyhow uh, hopefully that helps other people uh what i'm sharing as well so here you go yeah well and what i want to encourage people it, it you know 
denial doesn't help anybody. It, it, it's important to acknowledge what's going on and then get help with it to deal with it, right? So, so if there is fear, you know, acknowledge the fear and then let God start to speak truth into it, right? You stand in the truth of God and it, and it, it's powerful when you do that. Um, uh, Suzanne, do you, do, should we, uh, do you want to end with, uh, with a song or is that worthy of it all? Uh, <laughs> that's a good one. I think, Jim, 